Welcome to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center located in North Huntingdon. Dr. Susan Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To talk to Dr. Plank with your health questions, call 412-825-6262. That's 412-825-6262. And now, Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan. Oh my, I am so loaded. Oh. All right, folks. How many of you said that in the last couple of days? Huh? How many of you have said that since the weekend? Oh, right. You lean back. You sort of groan. Oh, my. I ate too much. Or I'm so bloated. Or what is going on? My name is Dr. Susan Plank. Today, obviously, we're going to be talking about bloat, gas, and other issues affecting the digestive system. A lot of these symptoms fall under the category of IBS, but just because you experience them doesn't mean that you have IBS. My name again, Dr. Susan Plank. I welcome you to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, a live version here on Wednesdays, and I always appreciate you good folks that uh, are consistent listening in, and I always love it when you call the office and say that you hear me on this wonderful radio station. If you do want to call the office, the number is 724-863-5420. Again, the office, Norwin Wellness Center, 724-863-5420. By all means, I have a website, norwinwellness.com. I have a Facebook page, Dr. Plank's Norwin Wellness. So, you know, go to Google, slap my name up there, put in the words Norwin Wellness, and I'm sure sooner or later you're going to be able to find me. So classically, we, we spoke last week, and classically IBS is just, it stands for irritable bowel syndrome, and it's... A conglomeration of different symptoms, gas, bloating, cramping, abdominal pain, constipation, diarrhea. You can have any of them. They can come and go. You can have all of them. And again, they'll come and go. Severity and, you know, when you get hit with them. So what happens is, is we look at these things and classically the medical approach of IBS is exactly that. We're going to click off boxes, right? Oh, Mrs. Jones, you're constipated again. Or, you know, poor Mrs. Jones, I'm always picking on her. The poor thing. She has all kinds of health ailments. Anyway, you know, gas, bloat. But seriously, how many of us over the last couple of days, whoa, man, right? Or maybe it's every now and then you eat something and you can't figure out what the heck it is. You run into the bathroom or you're wishing you got to run to the bathroom because you become more constipated. We see that a lot with folks with Hashimoto's and thyroid issues. But just this buildup of gas, this pain and pressure high up under the ribs, especially if you eat at your desk, right? You're trying to get work done. You're trying to get out of the office early. You're eating at your desk and you feel that, oh, that pressure. Sometimes it can get so great, it sort of holds up under the ribs there and it radiates to your back, causing you some back pain right between the shoulder blades It can get you. So this is what we talk about when I talk about upper digestive issues, okay? 
that it's there. It's, it, it can refer pain to our upper back. But what I want to do is I, I want to sort of take these IBS symptoms, the gas, the bloat, right, the pain, the cramping, constipation, diarrhea, and explain a little bit of the way I start to look at things, how I start to break things down. Because different parts of our digestive system have different responsibilities. So rather than just sort of classic, you know, categorize, oh, here's a person and here's these symptoms, right? Oh, here's somebody and they have digestive symptoms. And here's, you know, it just becomes this sort of general, you know, stamp the book, move on with the medical system. I want you to understand, I look at these more as functional issues. So in other words, what part of the digestive system can we break it down? What part is not working optimally? What part is really being challenged to create these symptoms? So now I take the general symptoms and what I do is I break them down into these three key symptoms. Okay? So one is pressure. Okay? Pressure. That can be the gas or the bloat. Some people, gas is going out the lower end, and other people are finding themselves burping or belching, right? They're both gas, and they're both bloat. But it depends which, which way they're going. If it's upper digestive, if it's high up, stomach, pancreas, gallbladder, maybe you're missing your gallbladder. Maybe the doc took your gallbladder out and then said, Go ahead, you can eat whatever you want. Well, guess what? Something got you into the condition that you needed your gallbladder removed in the first place. So let's use common sense and approach these things in a functional way. So pressure, is it pressure coming up? Is it pressure going down? Now we can start to see what part of the digestive system we need to focus our attention on. If it's coming up, right? belching and burping, doing a colonoscopy might not necessarily, is it going to give us a lot of answers, right? But if the gas is going the other way, well, now we might, quote, unquote, see something because medically that's how the tests are developed. What can we see is the problem. Well, folks, that's exactly it. When it's a functional issue, we're talking about at a cellular level, we're talking about as minute as you can get. I don't care what doc, what their training is, what school they went to, you're not going to go in and look and see a functional issue. You're not. You're going to see inflammation. You're going to see irritation. Do you understand what I'm saying here? So another key symptom is the pain. And people's pain abdominally can be very different. Right? It can be this distension of the colon, of the, of the intestines, where the gas builds up and you can almost feel that gas moving through your intestines. Right? If you don't tolerate spicy food, well, but you love spicy food, maybe your mouth loves spicy food, but below your navel doesn't, Sometimes you can feel that moving through. You ain't know exactly where those hot peppers were or that hot salsa. You know exactly where it is 
in your system. Some people get cramping pain. That's typically the body. It's trying to push things through. So a cramping pain is going to be very different from a bloat and distension pain. A cramping pain usually means that, hey, there's some underlying infection. There's some irritation in the intestinal wall, an inflammation, an irritation, and infection. And so that is where the intestines are like raw. You don't want food, fiber, other things that we've eaten. You don't. The body doesn't want it like rubbing it up against where it's irritated. Can you imagine if you had an ulcer in your mouth? And, oh, yeah, I'm going to drink lemonade and just hold it up against that ulcer. It doesn't feel too good. So your body's in the innate wisdom that it has. Your bowels are going to try when it's irritated in there. It's going to try to move things through faster. It really is. It's going to try to really move things through faster. So when I have someone, depending on the type of pain they're having, where that pain is, now we start to zero in on the area and the cause. My third symptom is then the stool consistency. Is someone having normal bowel movements, even though they might have a lot of gas or bloat up high? Or are they having the little, the little like pebbles? Or it's very compressed, hard, dry? That tends to be more constipation. And being the old farm girl that I am, are they more cow patties? If you guys spend any time around cows, we're just plopping right? Disperses. Looser stool, more like diarrhea. Or you, you can't recognize anything. It's more watery. So each one of these is an indicator to me of the functionality of your digestive system. And as we talked about before last week, and if you hear me talk about this at all, is the digestive system, each part of it is dependent on the part before. So if you're eating foods that are inflammatory for you or don't agree with you, chances are you're going to need the antacid. That's why you're taking the antacid. Nobody just helped you figure out what food it was. You might get that gassy, belching, burping. It can be fruit foods. It can be from not enough pancreatic enzymes. It can be from missing a gallbladder. So we're looking at pressure. Where's your pressure? Where's it formed? Which end's it going? Where's it going, up or down? We're looking at pain. Do you have pain? What type of pain do you have? What's the intensity, the severity of it? Does it stay in one place? Does it move? All this gives us information, and we haven't done one test yet. And the consistency. More hard little pebbles, more normal more cow patty, very watery. So in the stool consistency, it is much more common for the constipation than it is for the watery diarrhea. But keep in mind, specifically with the diarrhea, we're looking at inflammation, infection, irritation, the three I's. 
inflammation, irritation, infection. And we got to get to the bottom of it. So when we start to look at things a little bit differently of how and what symptoms you're having and how frequently, now we can start to zero in. It gives us more information. So once again, you know, look at the imaging studies that are used. Endoscopy, they schedule an endoscopy. They're going to go down through your mouth and take a look at your stomach. A colonoscopy, they're going to come up the other end and take a look at your colon. But they can't see the whole way through. We don't have any. We don't have any imaging studies that look from one end to the other. And there's a lot of space going on in there. It's not getting looked at. But even the parts that are, if it's this functional issue, if it's at a cellular level, they're not going to necessarily catch it early, and they're not going to have any idea what to tell you to do to fix the problem. So in my practice, I associate the gas and the bloating typically with that upper digestive issue. Okay? Again, it depends on what's, what's happening before. Pain and cramping are usually caused further down in the digestive system. Unless that gas is so high up that it gets in pockets under the ribs, that can be pretty intense. If it's a gallbladder, an inflamed gallbladder, that's pretty intense pain. And it, anything under the ribs can radiate, especially Gallbladder's on the right side, typically, liver and gallbladder. Unless you've had it removed, it's not going to be there. But if it gets irritated, gassy, bloated, nauseous, pain under your ribs into the right upper back. So as cramping, right, cramping can increase, that can build up pressure because there might be other fecal material down lower that has to move out to make room for what your body's trying to push through. So it's that distension of the colon. The distension, meaning it's getting wider. So I want to tell you something here. Think of your colon, think of it like a balloon. When you were a kid or, you know, you just blow up a balloon, right? And that balloon gets wider. That's when we feel discomfort in our intestines. When the intestines are blown out, the sides get wider as air pockets and things move through. It can be really pretty intense. It's also why somebody with an impacted colon, nothing is moving out and it just keeps getting forced into one spot and it gets wider and wider and the person is miserable. But here's the other thing. I want you to think about this. This is very personal to me. Both of my parents, my mother had pancreatic cancer. My dad actually had colon cancer. He's now 95. He had colon cancer close to 15 years ago. He had a tumor removed about the size of your fist, and he had no pain. So, again, our abdomen, our organs of our digestive system, they aren't necessarily feeling pain the way the rest of our body feels pain, and that's why I want to rely on how they're functioning, and I want to pick up on the symptoms that you're having. 
So in my father's case, the GI doc, a great guy in, in Greensburg, kept saying, you know, Mr. Plank, this, this sucker has been here for a little while. And it's, we still caught it. We caught it before it went outside the intestines, before it made it to the lymph nodes. But this is why digestive cancers, as they go on, why before they get recognized, they can actually start to spread because they're not able, they're not causing any pain. So they're not distending the sides of the colon. They're not distending that balloon. And so unless it's happening, there's no pressure felt, the person's not in any pain, they might, I'm a little constipated, right? Every now and then, it's getting worse over time. But that's why some of these symptoms actually get ignored because we don't have the pain that goes along with it. So I hope that makes sense to you, makes sense to you guys, right? It's something we have to pay attention to. We can't always rely on pain patterns when we're looking at digestive issues. Some things it can be very specific for, but other, other things it just doesn't help us. So I want you to remember your body, your intestines only have two ways to get rid of things. Two ways. It's either coming back up or it's going out the other end, up or down. Okay? So the pain and the cramping can be present when the digestive system is trying to push something through. If there is a narrowing, if there is the beginnings of an impaction, if there is somebody that has a lot of inflammation over time, maybe undiagnosed celiac or scarring, they've had various surgeries and they're scarring that actually makes the walls thicker and the area for things, fecal material to move through thinner. Okay? So this, this pushing, this cramping, it's all to get things past an obstruction or to get it away from the irritation, whether it's infection or inflammation. Okay? We have to keep those in mind. So if the gut's infected, inflamed, or irritated, it's going to go down. Things are going to go down and out as quickly as possible. Usually as quickly as possible. Because the body doesn't want it irritating the colon, and it's going to really try to move it past quick. So constipation is much more common in the general public. And it's actually much more common in the realm of if somebody's been diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome, IBS. So then the IBS, it's actually a dash C, as in constipation, where if somebody has more diarrhea, it's IBS dash D, as in diarrhea. That's how they're named. You can also have those alternating, okay? You can have those alternating back and forth, and then they can give it the IBS-M for mixed or an A for alternating. So this is how IBS, if you happen to you know, know somebody or what the symptoms are, but again, it's this conglomeration of these very, very common symptoms. 
that we all experience. But for that person with IBS, these settle in, and then they just become protracted. And they usually get worse before they get better, but they're undulating. They come and they go. So again, we shouldn't consider any symptoms of the gut without taking a closer look at how things are functioning in the organs before that. If you're taking an antacid, and folks, it is one of the worst medications, in my opinion. I know I'm probably making a lot of folks out there upset. You can go to the big box stores and you can see pyramids to the gods of constipation, diarrhea, acid reflux. You see pyramids of these products. Well, out of them all, I believe the acid reflux and acids are the worst. You shouldn't be on them for years. Heaven forbid, decades. It's disrupting your body's ability to absorb nutrients. It's disrupting your body's ability to absorb calcium. What seems like a great fix when you're in your 30s or 40s and you keep taking it ends up meaning you have osteopenia and osteoporosis 20, 25 years later. And now what are you going to do about it? This is definitely these over-the-counter medications for acid reduction are just horrendous. Do you know they actually increase your risk of heart attack? This is how disruptive they are. And guess what? It's the acid. It's the production of the acid in our stomach that actually starts the whole process of moving the digestive system and moving the fecal material through our digestive system. So if you're listening to me and you have constipation and you're taking an antacid, those two don't go together. You need the acid to be able to move things out of your digestive system. Now, of course, you could have some other underlying condition that you don't know about. You know, your thyroid could be off something. A lot of folks with low-functioning thyroid or Hashimoto's have trouble with constipation. But please, please, it's, it's, I am just not a fan. I understand some folks just swear by them. They can't live without them. But in my 30 years of experience, I see what they do in the long term when they're not meant to be long-term medications. I'll tell you another another personal story. Uh, I have uh, we're we're blessed we're blessed in both sides of my my family with longevity, and so my mom's mom, my grandmother, she was in her 90s, but her problems actually started earlier in life because she started having digestive issues. And she'd go to the doctor, very similar to what my mom was going through, right? 
And Grandma would go to the doctor, and the nurse would say, you need to take Tums. Tums is so fantastic because you get your calcium from Tums. So if any of you heard that, you don't hear it anymore, but a few decades ago you would have heard that. Take Tums. I think they actually used it as a part of their ad, too. Take Tums to get your calcium. And yet, this is how the, the field of nutrition and the studying of things, how it changes, because now we know that just isn't true. When you shut down the body's ability to make the stomach acid, when you're turning those little acid pumps off with these over-the-counter medications, she always dealt with constipation. And I remember when she was in her 90s, the poor thing could hardly move from her recliner because of her back pain from compression fractures of her spine. Broken leg, a broken hip. And she kept trying to chug on, but the damage was done. When you're in your 90s, it's pretty hard to build healthy bone when we've had decades to do it. And it was unknowing, poor advice from a medical professional that, in all honesty, probably just didn't know any better and probably just believed the advertising. Okay? So please, that, that, is, that, is, one, that is one medication, one class of medications. I, I challenge you. I challenge you to figure out why you need it. I challenge you. And I want you to challenge your, your doc of why do I need it? Why can't I get off of it? Because there is a cause of it. So our third one, right, we did pressure, we did pain, the stool consistency. So any of these higher up issues, the pressure, the pain, are going to have an effect on what your stool consistency is. Is it normal? Is it constipated? Is it more diarrhea? So let me just sort of give you something general here. The food that you're eating, the diet that you have, tends to lead to the acid reflux, the need and the desire to take the antacids, gas, and bloat. That's usually dietary. There are a few exceptions, but it's usually dietary. If you've eaten that diet or a poor diet for a long time, yes, you can have other things going on. Now, the acid reflux, gas, and bloat, as those go on over time, lower down, they're going to cause the pain and cramping. And the pain and cramping, as it goes lower in the digestive system, is going to cause the constipation, the diarrhea, or both. So, folks, we're going to keep this discussion going. This is IBS month, but I want you guys to understand, even if you experience this in the short term, there's natural help. Please don't hesitate. Uh, call me at the office, 724-863-5420, or visit me and set up an appointment, norwinwellness.com. 
I'd love to be able to talk to you, see if I can help. God bless. Have a great week. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, hosted by Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon. Dr. Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To make an appointment with Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center, call 724-863-5420. That's 724-863-5420. And listen again for another edition of Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon, here on KHB Radio.